Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yes. Raymond Felton right back. Seconds. Felton for three. What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. I'm Sam Dracula. Raymond Felton is with me. Raymond, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Um, this week, this episode, we're talking uh, NCAA championship game. We're talking Gordon Hayward's return and the wrap up of the season. You know, it's coming to an end. Three games left. Um, it's over this Sunday. Regular season's done. Playing right after that. Playoffs right after that. So before we get into all that, we're going to take a quick break. Be right back. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info and odds. Find all of the latest sports developments, including this week's odds for the Masters Championship and the start to the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so join today. Learn why everyone is saying Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on popular sports and games. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so since we last talked, um, well, you know, last, last episode, we talked about the Duke UNC game that was coming up. Uh, that has come and gone as as the national championship game. Uh, Raymond, uh, with with the Duke game behind us, with the with the championship game behind us, what, what what's your viewpoint on uh, on UNC and how the how everything kind of unfolded in the tournament? Um, great year, great season. Um, very proud of those guys. Very proud of Hubert as a coach, the way he did his first year, the way he kept those guys together, even through a lot of bumps and bruises throughout the season. So. Um, I can't, I, I can't complain about their season, man. They had a great year. Um, tough loss in the championship game versus Kansas. A really good team. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's a heartbreaker because you know once you once you get to that that far, you know the ultimate goal is to win it. You know, what I'm saying so that's that's what it's all about. You know, I know everybody put a lot of emphasis on the Duke Carolina game in the Final Four. You know, yeah, that was great. You know, that was wonderful. You know, to to beat Duke in that situation for mm-hmm. sure. But at the same time, you know, once you get that far, man, the ultimate goal is to win the championship. You know, being being a being a Tar Heel, a fellow Tar Heel who who won one, once you get to that final four, man, it's just like a level of of emphasis, a level of lock in that that you that you gotta have, that you put into yourself, that the team goes through. Because now it's like, okay, we are that close. You know, we we got this far. Let's go ahead and try to win this whole thing. So I know those guys was thinking that. So I know they hurt right now. They're going through that growing pain. And um, hopefully a lot of those guys will be back this year, man. And um, some of them, they may lose. But, you know, they they got a taste of what it feels like. You know what I'm saying? They got a taste of, you know, success and, you know, just just winning, winning basketball, man. So what a great journey for them. I'm proud of them. And um, look forward to see what happens next year. Yeah, uh, congrats to Kansas. Um, obviously, they, they had an incredible comeback in that mm-hmm. game uh, to win the title. But for for you, you, you've gone through, you've experienced everything basically from college, from not making the tournament at all to being mm-hmm. eliminated and then winning the whole thing. Um, yep. what, what would you say to a, any player that's coming back 
and how they can learn from this experience? Um, just growing pains, man. Just learn how to get get better. You know, the summertime really work on what you feel like your your weaknesses are, and um, just work on your game, man. Work on your game. Um, you, you know, I think things like that make a team stronger, make the guys stronger, mm-hmm. and make them come together. You know, with my team when I was at Carolina, man, we went through so much that it just made us brothers. You know, we all still close to this day. So that just gave us that bond that, you know, that you definitely need in a tournament that's a one-game elimination. You know, you lose one game, you're done. So, you know, you definitely need that brotherhood. You definitely need that togetherness. And you definitely need that family type of bond, you know, when you're on that court. So, you know, losing games like this is a it's a bad thing. You hate it. You hate that feeling. But it also brings a whole lot from it, you know, so especially with the guys who, who will be staying next year. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's well said. Well said. And, um, you know, um, there's a better podcast will make a better transition here to Gordon Hayward returning because he lost in the title game. I was trying to figure out something. I don't can't. We're just going to jump right into it. Right. All right. <laughs> that Butler team went to the title game against Duke. You know, we, we know how that turned out. Anyway, moving on from that, <laughs> from that game. I don't want to talk about uh, Duke title here. Um, Gordon Hayward made his return um, two games ago. Uh, so um, he played, uh, he made after missing 22 games, made his return against the Philadelphia 76ers in a loss, um, which a 30 point loss, which is actually a whole, no, a whole nother topic altogether. But Gordon Hayward is back in the mix um, for now. He played that game. He was out the next game against the Heat yet last night. He's listed as day to day with left foot soreness. Um, him being cleared after missing 22 games is a is a major development for the squad, right? Like Gordon Hayward is an, an incredible basketball player. This Hornets team needs as much help as they can get in this final stretch. Um, just talk about. I want to focus on just his return, like being available once again. Um, Bob, I should I guess I should mention this in that game. He went two for six, one from two from three, five points altogether, three rebounds, four assists, one steal in 17 minutes. I was kind of surprised he played that, uh, played 17 minutes in that game at all, um, which is great to see. I thought he'd be more like, kind of be a slower ramp up um, just to get his like lungs and legs right after missing all that time. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of his return, just being available once again? Not necessarily now, like how he's out now, but just having Gordon back in the fold. Just getting him back is um it's a it's a big plus for Charlotte, you know. That's a guy that's battle tested. That's a guy that's, you know, a veteran that can still score, that can still play, that can still help this team. So um big, big, very big for Charlotte. It's very big for them. So um if it means sitting them out, then send them out. You know, because you're really going to need them in that playing game. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, just going down the stretch, uh, honestly, you know, give some of those young guys some of those minutes to really get them set together. If you want to put him out there, if he's okay. But if he got soreness in his foot, that means he still ain't 100%. So keep rehabbing, keep rehabbing. You know, if you could put him out there for a few minutes to get, to get his lungs up under him and get him out there, um, then do that. But, hey, listen. You need them for way bigger, more, way more bigger games than these last three games coming up. Yeah, and like the last year was so, so heartbreaking too because he was he out, he was out with that ankle injury last season, and I forget what day of the week uh, that game was against the Pacers, but like that Friday, he was cleared. Like that's when he was going to be cleared, and the Hornets just missed it by a week basically. So for mm-hmm. him to come back now at that at that point it was five games left of the season, I think, um, to be back in the mix. Is a major positive, right? Um, 
at this stage, uh, he sat out the heat game because of foot soreness, which is unfortunate. But, you know, like you mentioned, we need him right for the playing because we need time. We haven't seen this team yet. You know, like the players need this set of players with the Herald acquisition with Isaiah Thomas and just the new and improved Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball. Like this squad hasn't existed yet until now as is, right? And there's no time <laughs> left to figure it out uh, from a chemistry point of view and a rotation point of view. So what do you make of this squad still kind of learning on the fly this late in the season? You know, like they, they got to figure out what's working as we uh, close out and get, and get into this plan. Unfortunately, a lot of injuries happen during seasons. Um, some guys get traded, new guys come in, and, you know, you pick up a guy like Isaiah at the end of the season. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just so many things that, you know, with with the team, Dan and being young, it's just a lot. It's a lot of adversities, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, they're, they're, they're very talented. Uh, they got a lot of good guys over there. And um, I just think that, you know, if they keep these guys together, I really like this team. Mm-hmm. I really like what this team looked like. I really like this team's future. Um, but uh, as far as this year, ah, let's go. It's just right now, if you're trying to jail right now, it's tough. Yeah. You know, you already have your chemistry, you know, going into, you know, these last three games and going into the postseason. But, I mean, one thing I do know about this league, anything can happen, man. Anything can happen. You come out there and have a great game. You come out there and play well. And I've seen teams come together at the end like this and play very well and, and make things happen. So anything can happen for sure. It's a good problem to have, realistically, having two, like, all of us, like, having guys come off the, the injured list um, late in the season. But, like, it's, just, it's a weird one where we have now Gordon, Oubre, McDaniels, Cody Martin, a lot of finding time for all those guys, along with uh, continuing to develop JT Thor as we're trying to win games and find a better spot in the play-in. Like Brego, I mean, this is why the, this is the this is the job. Like <laughs> this is the, this is what head coaches get paid a lot of money for, right? To figure this stuff out, and um, it's, it's interesting, right? Because as as you're watching these, like the Heat game, for instance, right? Last night, um, Heat the Hornets lose to the Heat. Um, by a lot. Hero went nuts off the bench. Uh, Robinson, Caleb Martin. Uh, the Hornets lost 144 to 115 uh, that, without Hayward, obviously. Um, you like, look at what options we have. Like we can't, the, the, the starters, I think, played very well against that Heat squad, but the Heat just went and had another level, right? When you can turn to Hero and he was doing what he was doing uh, to the Hornets. So like, when you look at the Hornets bench, at this stage, it's like, how do we figure out how to maximize these minutes with the starters not on the floor when there's kind of some redundancies between Jalen and Kelly and Cody out there at the same time? So I think Borrego is going to really have to, you know, get like watch some tape and really figure this out to maximize the bench minutes at this stage. And this is unfortunately, there's not a lot of room for trial and error at the, at the moment. Fortunately, the, the Hornets are locked into the play-in. So their 10 seed at the moment, it literally cannot get worse, right? It's just a matter of who they're going to match up with um, at the next stage and how they prepare for that squad. But they do yeah. have options, which is important, which is why having everyone back is so key. No question, man. Listen, hey, at the end of the day, you know, three games left. Mm-hmm. You already locked into playing. It's just all about, man, trying to get your bench. Because one thing I do know, in order to go far and be successful 
in the playoffs, you gotta your business gotta be on the same page as your um your starters. You know, they have to be on the same page. You know, you you gotta be able to um, give those guys some rest and the bench gotta be able to come in and do their job. And you know, they, they got a good team over there in Charlotte. They young, but they still got a good team. So yep. mm-hmm. you guys gotta find a way to gel together and uh, and figure it out. And I think if they do that, then you know, Charlotte could be a, a scary team for somebody. Yeah, so you know, looking at the potential matchups, right? So if the, the Hornets have to win two playing, if everything holds and the Hornets are a 10 seed, they have to win two play-in games to get in, right? So at this point, if it ends today, they'd play Atlanta, a record where we're even with them. It's a all season record between the Hornets and the Hawks, two and two, right? Versus the Cavs, which would be potentially like the next matchup if the Cavs lose. This is why I get super confused with the play-in. So the Nets and Cavs would be like the, the first matchup for the seven seed. Winner gets the seven seed. Loser drops down, plays the winner of Atlanta, Charlotte, right? For the eight seed. So if everything shapes out for the Hornets and they get past Atlanta, you know, if things hold, uh, they face the Cavs, who they are uh, two and two against, which is really unfortunate. Pardon the, the tangent. The Cavs without Allen, without Mobley, they lost Sexton early in the year. It's, uh, that, that sucks, man. Cleveland was one of the better stories in the league this year. Like the resurgence and that young core really popping off at the same time was really dope. So it sucks that they're kind of like limping to the finish line, unfortunately, without those guys. But that could create a favorable matchup for the Hornets um, yeah. if things shake out that way. Because they're, they're rematching up against the Nets um, if things hold at this stage. And of those teams... The Hornets have the only positive record amongst those opponents is against the Nets. The Hornets are two and one against the Nets this year compared to being 500 and trading wins against the Hawks and the Cavs. So we'll see. Yeah. It'll be two road games as well if things hold. It's going to be yeah, tough. That's true. You know, I, I, I prefer... I prefer not to see the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I prefer not to see them. You know, they got two, they got two bonafide, just two by himself, two bonafide guys who, who's definitely battle tested in the postseason. And, you know, those two guys can go win games by themselves. So, you know, you play against two guys like that, that can be, that can be extremely dangerous. And they got a lot of guys on their team that's battle tested. Patty Mills is 100% battle tested for the playoffs. You know, being in San Antonio all those years, winning a few championships. Um, Goran Dragic, you know, Marcus Aldridge. You know, they got a lot of guys over there that's really dangerous, man. And they kind of, they kind of getting healthy a little bit too. I'm starting to see a lot of those guys come back, and a lot of those guys is playing, and you know, and kind of not playing them a lot, but they playing them just enough to kind of prepare themselves to get ready for this for this run. So. Um, I like some of them other, them other matchups, you know, more more so Cleveland than than, than Brooklyn, you know. Saying so just yeah. with some of the injuries that they got, you know, looking at some of their games, they kind of been they kind of been going down a little bit from those injuries. They, they haven't been playing as well, but I still think, you know, my opinion, got to give a shout out to my guy, JB Bickerstaff. He's still to me coach of the year for sure. Yeah, no uh, what, he's still coach of the year. Yeah, I, I love what what they've done in Cleveland um, from like top to bottom like that. That roster, like they have, they just picked up um, uh, Moses Brown, um, like not recently, but he was just a dude who's a, a young player, really tall, really talented guy, just kind of floating out there. And they scoop him up, they bring him in. They just have all these seven footers. When like the league is trying to go smaller, they're going like doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down on the seven footers. They're cheating, man. They got save some for us. Like they have hoarding all these seven footers. <laughs> can we have? Can we have one of them, please? No. Um, Salute to them. Salute to, to Cleveland if it ends up um, 
Uh, if we end up matching up against them in the uh, in the plane, it'll be fun. There's all every one of these matchups will be fun for basketball reasons, for like fanhood reasons. Maybe not because be really stressful. Um, but the the treat, you know, if the Hornets win two of these games, they get the one seed, which could be the Heat, who they're zero and four against. Uh, it could be the Celtics, who they're one and three against. It could be the Bucks again, surprisingly two and two against, and then, or the Sixers, who are, they're one and three against. Um, who do you think ends up as the number one seed? And then like. If you're talking matchups, who do you think the Hornets match up the best against if you can, like, place things if you wanted to? Uh, so I got the Heat, Celtics, Bucks, and Sixers who are kind of in contention for that one seed. All those teams, all those teams you just named is scary, man. Yeah. There's no good answer. There really isn't, to be honest with you. But if I had to, if I had to pick one out of them, honestly, I, I would pick... I don't know, man. Honestly, I, I may say Philly. Mm. I may say Philly. You know what I'm saying? Just because them, them being so up and down sometimes and, you know, them them so focused on using just two guys to kind of kind of run their team and win, they, and win their games. Um, they got a lot of talented over there, and they definitely well coach with Doc Rivers over there. Great coach. Um, but, you know, just looking at them play, Milwaukee, I'll be scared of them in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Miami, I'll be scared of them in the playoffs. And then um, Boston, just watching Boston play these last this the second half of the season after the All Star break, the way they just started locking in defensively, they really started playing together. Jason Tatum been playing like I don't know very on a very very All Star All Star level, um, the second half of the season and uh, playing at a high level. J- um, Jalen Brown playing great. Marcus Smart doing a great job at playing that point guard spot and just, you know, being that that anchor for their defense. You know, Al Horford battle tested. I mean, they just this is just a scary team, man. And and they're young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they, they got they got full of energy over there too. So uh that's that's another scary team, man, that I wouldn't want to, you know, what you call it. And I think the biggest the biggest trade that helped them is the young kid from um I think I can't think of his last name right now. The one that came over from San Antonio. Oh, Derek White. I, I like him. Yeah. I like that people for them because he's he's another defensive sound guy who comes to play defense, and that was a great pickup for them. Great mm-hmm. pickup. Great pickup. So, yeah. I, if I had to choose out of those four, man, I'm gonna have to choose Philly. Well, so I mean, let, let, let's let's pretend the Hornets um, make it into the, the the playoffs proper as they seed. Mm-hmm. You know. It's, it's it's a tall task, right? History is not kind to that matchup. They versus one seed. I don't think anyone would like expect the Hornets to to advance past that point. The, depending, especially you know, given what we just talked about with those those teams and how they're currently set up. Um, but how do you like? How do you like wrap your head around like a a seven game series against a highly favored team like? You know, the, this Hornets team, these players obviously are very prideful. They believe in themselves. They believe in each other. Um, knowing that, all right, we got to win four games against a team that's, by definition, the best team in the conference. And, like, staying focused in that, in that stretch, that, that, that's, 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 that's like a tall order, to say the least, correct? Very tall order, mm-hmm. 100%. Very tall order. I mean, but... Like, is the hope just to win, like, to, to get a handle your business at home and try to just play hard on the road? Like, I, like how do you kind of compartmentalize those games uh, one at a time like that? You have to. 
you have to. You the one thing you can't do in the postseason is look ahead. You gotta you gotta deal with the game at the, the game in front of you at that time and give it all you got. And um I think with those guys, you know, just really go out there and just have a chip on your shoulder to prove yourself. A lot of y'all young. Yes, LaMelo made the all-star game this year, but you know, you still you still got some stripes to earn in this league. You know what I'm saying? So go out there and stay hungry. Stay hungry and just go out there and show that. You know what I'm saying? We already know that those guys got the talent. Charlotte mm-hmm. is a very talented team. You know, they, they show that a lot of nights when they put up a lot of points and you know, they have a had a few games this year where they blew some teams out. So, you know, we know the talent is there, but you know, y'all gotta put that chip on your shoulder. Have that chip on your shoulder that, you know, we we're we're a team that that can that can make a run in this playoffs as well too. So you know I think once they get that mindset in their head, you know what I'm saying, and it's hard sometimes for young guys because you know when you come in as a young guy, you thinking about man, I got to get my next contract, mm-hmm. man, I got to do this, I got to do that. And so it's all about yourself, you know what I'm saying. So I just think that you know the the, the beauty of that is when you see young guys get paid, and then it's like okay, you got your money. Now it's time to go try to show the league that you can win now. So, you know, once they once they get that part into their system, you know, they like I said, they're gonna be scary. They're gonna be very scary. Yeah, I'm just, I just I want to see it. I really want to see it. Uh, not only as a fan, just because we've seen this team uh, kind of, um, you know, they've gone through great streaks and poor streaks throughout the season. That's why they have the record that they do, flirting with 500. Right, um, even within games, slow starts and even poor finishes at times where winnable games turn into blowouts, like this Heat game, right? They were trading leads. like It was like an eight-point or ten-point lead at halftime, and the Heat just flipped the switch. And that's why they're the one seed. You know, they have that that second gear. So I want to see what this team is capable of. As fans, we kind of we kind of sitting back waiting for them to turn it up. And the play-in, no room for error. Like, it's it's go time. And I'm, I'm excited for it. I am really I really am excited for it. So that is um, April 12th. We'll see. Yeah, April 12th? Am I lying? Yeah, April 12th is when the playing start. Okay. Good. Hoping for the best. Sunday, the Hawks, uh, the Hornets, and the Nets play at the same time, 3.30 in the afternoon, I believe. So um, get, your, like, get your phones out, get your TVs out, <laughs> so you can do some scoreboard watching to see how, because like, it's going to come down to that. All these games, all these teams are within like one or two games of each other. And so we'll see, we'll see, let's see how it shakes out. The Hornets close out with Orlando, Chicago, and the Wizards. Not too bad. Could be way worse. Orlando just beat Cleveland. so And they beat the, the Hornets already. That's not a gimme. None of these games are gimmies. But no question. It's, it's, oh. I, I, would, I, I don't know what's going to happen to the play-in, but what I do want to happen is this, for them to go into it with some momentum, some positive momentum. That didn't happen last year. They went into it with a losing streak, and it kind of spilled over into the game itself. Getting, getting a win going into the play-in, I think, would mean a lot. Um, and hopefully with Hayward being fully back if possible. I know we're, that's four days from now, basically is when the, game, when the season ends as we're recording, recording this on the six. Not mm-hmm. a lot of time there, but who knows, man? Hoping for the best. <laughs> Hoping for the best. 100%, 100%. Cause I'm, I'm enjoying watching this team. I'm not ready for the season to be over either. Like it, that's another thing that's probably, like, we're at the end of it. You know, you go, yeah. go on like ESPN.com, you look at the upcoming games, there's three games left. Unbelievable, where's the time gone? Where's the time gone? Well, by fans, I tell you. Oh man! And then um, you know it'll be one, two, three, Cancun here shortly uh, for, for, for everybody in the league. I'm looking forward to the gone fishing. I mi- I miss that. That's I do look forward to that every year from the TT oh, guys. 
Okay, cool. Um, so uh, yeah, that's that's this week's episode. I appreciate everyone out there listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by Bet Online. Raymond, thank you once again. Appreciate you as always. No problem, man. I love it. I love it. I love to talk about basketball, man. It's been fun. I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you, and uh, I love it too. And we'll be back next week. And I think by next week will be it. Uh, we'll have. Uh, we'll wrap up the regular season and we'll talk about the playing at that point. So stay tuned for that. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.